Foodie Films is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Hey there, foodies, and welcome back to another episode of Foodie Films. Of course, this is your host, your chef de cinema cuisine, Kyle Reinfried. What's going on? What's happening? How are ya? Foodies, what's the future like? Because I am recording this in the past. Well, they're all recorded in the past, but this I am recording before I even go up to Maine. You heard about me going on that trip the last episode, and uh, yeah, I just want to be up there. I want to be living in the moment and then be living out of the moment when I'm posting all the food pictures and me wearing silly shirts and making silly faces because that's what I do. That's all I know. I am a picture book of a human being, face value. Maybe I ate some bad shellfish and this is my last episode. Boy, we're getting bleak here, Kyle. Okay, moving on. Got a good one for you today, though, folks. If I'm eating some surf right now, here's some turf. I hate myself for saying that. But I get to talk with... Nick Lapore, the burger buff, or just burger buff, but he is buff and he likes burgers. It's a good one. I've been following Nick on social media for some time. I definitely need to get down and taste some burgers. Anything else to say? Oh, we bring up movies pop up in this episode. And since I'm all about time and recording this in the future and the past, well, since we recorded this episode, guess what? Kevin Smith announced. That movies is coming to Red Bank, New Jersey. Wah! Kevin Smith is coming home, baby. And I am going to taste... So this episode is burgers, burgers, burgers. And guess what I'm talking right now? I'm talking burgers. I'm going to try one of those movies burgers. I'm not expecting much, but I want to go there opening day. I'm on the mailing list. I've met Kevin Smith once before. I'll share that story another time. guess I could have on the Clerks 2 episode. Which, speaking of Clerks 2... I messaged my best friend, my hetero life mate, Dan Ferrara, who I had on for that episode. And his reply was, do you think he listened to us? I'm pretty sure he listened to us. This is happening solely because of us. Spread the word. So I am spreading the word. Kevin Smith is coming here. Well, because it did well in Los Angeles and it just makes sense to come here. And I supposedly read that a place in Red Bank told him that they would love to host a movie's pop-up. So there's information about a pop-up. You're going to learn all about Burger Buff and his pop-ups. Here I go, talking with Nick. Nick, thank you so much for uh, meeting up with me. 
We've been talking for a little while. I'm glad we uh, were able to set something up and get you on Foodie Films. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. I love uh, Jersey City, so always a good excuse to come here. <laughs> so where are you, where are you from originally? Uh, Tom's River. Oh, Tom's River. Yep. Okay. You still down that area? Yep. So uh, grew up there, um, lived there most of my life, then actually lived in Bayonne for two years, oh, right. and then back down to Tom's River. So. Yeah, and you just came from Bayonne, and you were doing some. You're, you're. I feel like you are very involved in the <laughs> world of food. Yeah, over the past couple of years, uh, thankfully, I've been busy. Um, all good stuff, but I'm like in a new town or city or state almost every day. So mm-hmm. yeah, doing photo shoots, <laughs> video shoots. Yep, uh, basically creating relationships with people who are passionate about food, mm-hmm. and then I do do photography, videography. Um, some social media marketing, but it's not. I don't really like to get too far into that. I, that can yeah. get kind of gimmicky and like consulting and all that <laughs> stuff. So I try to provide value to the places I'm going to. Do you like the word foodie? Um, I don't mind it. It definitely has some negative connotations. Yeah, uh, it can be definitely like a punchline. Right. You know, like yeah. I feel like it's been a bit more embraced in like recent. You know, true. Social yeah. media ways. Yeah. Uh, when I first created a burger page, well, I changed my account more from fitness to food, mm-hmm. and uh, people like text message or DM me they're like, "Oh, you're a foodie now." LOL. <laughs> it's like I don't know what to say to that, but okay. <laughs> what is it about food? Like, what is it that draws you in? And obviously, we'll definitely get into burgers specifically, but sure. just food. Yeah, food. I mean, obviously, it's in everyone's lives. But the word, if you know, if we don't even use the word foodie, then there are people that just take it, you know, right. and just love it that much more. So, what is it about it for you? Um, I'm sure a lot of it had to do with uh, my upbringing, being in an Italian family, home-cooked meals almost every night, and then every holiday, it's a huge thing, desserts, tons of food. So that always associates with it, like bringing people together, good conversation over food and stuff like that. And then I worked in a pizzeria from like age 12 to 18, so those like formative years of just learning everything about the restaurant industry, yeah, uh, from busboy to server to kitchen to all that stuff. So, um, and then to creating something on your own when you're cooking, you know, like creating something and having someone else taste it or you taste it, like you made that. So, mm-hmm. and I think that ties into a lot of other things, whether it's bodybuilding, creating your physique, or photography, creating content photos. Yeah, growing up in an Italian household, I mean sounds like you're eating some good meals were you also helping cooking like did you kind of start off at a young age with that not cooking um i would definitely always see what my mom was doing but i I didn't really help her too much maybe with the baking like cookies stuff like that um i got more into it when i started bodybuilding because she was she would cook her italian meals but (laughs) she's not cooking my chicken and rice and my egg steak so i was i kind of learned asked her some questions along the way but i would say that's when it started cooking for me Gotcha. What are some of your favorites from growing up, like as far as Italian dishes or just some of those nostalgic dishes? Yeah, I mean, definitely the standard Sunday dinner, pasta, meatballs, um, sausage, um, lasagna, chicken parm, eggplant parm. But uh, the standard just pasta with meatballs is usually the the go-to. We call it red sauce or gravy? (laughs) It's... 
I, I tend to call it sauce now. Yeah. My mom actually did call it gravy growing up. And okay. She, and her parents are straight from Italy. I don't know if her parents called it gravy. <laughs> I try not to get into that debate. I know people take it very seriously. <laughs> what about the other debate, Taylor Hammer pork roll? <laughs> so I'm a, I'm, I don't know you if I'm be. considered South Jersey, but I'm pork roll because yeah. that's what everyone said down there. Exactly. I, I know up here it's different, right? Are you a Taylor Ham? Taylor Ham guy. Gotcha. Yeah. I do it out of the appreciation for the man who invented it, John Taylor. Oh, okay. That's that the, makes sense. That's my that's my little argument for it. See, <laughs> our side argue, argues that like the ingredient is, is pork roll, yeah. which I get. But there's a lot of things we call by the brand name. Like we yeah. call Band-Aids Band-Aids. Yeah. And the, the brand is Band-Aid. <laughs> I think Escalator is even technically the brand of moving stairs. Really? Yeah. Or like, uh, I think there's like lip balm or chapstick. Oh, cha- yeah, yeah, chapstick, <laughs> Kleenex, all this. Yes, yeah, so it's not a great argument on our side. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what were you doing before the Instagram page and everything like that? Yeah, so I started bodybuilding after high school. Okay. Um, and that was actually before Instagram was even around. Um, so I got into that before the social media days. Mm-hmm. Just getting into lifting, I graduated really skinny, so I wanted to put on size. Um, I started liking girls, so you know you want to put on muscle. Uh, little did I know, you don't actually attract girls when you become a bodybuilder. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, man, I'm the same. I had I had long hair in high school. I'm actually I'm letting it kind of grow out right now, but that's because I have a girlfriend. And I'm like, she's stuck with me. There you go. Yeah. And I just keep I, I check in every once in a while, and I just go, uh, "How's the length?" And she's like, "I like it right right now." I'm like, "Well, let's." Let's see how far we can go with right now. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, the long hair. If if you weren't a skinny guy with long hair, if you're, if you're a bigger guy, like stockier guy like me, it, yeah, just girls weren't. You looked, I looked like meatloaf. So gotcha. <laughs> they were expecting me to sing Bad Out of Hell. Yeah, you could test out some different looks when you have a girlfriend, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, I started lifting and I... Eventually, when Instagram came out, I had like a more bodybuilding type Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was kind of like anti-social media back then. I had one, but I wasn't like taking selfies in the gym or like yeah. stuff like that. Because when I started bodybuilding, it was all about like hardcore lifting. Like you don't be on your cell phone. Like you train, you get out, you get in. Um, so I was actually anti-social media back then. Mm-hmm. Um Worked in bodybuilding, sponsored bodybuilder for oh, wow. quite a few years, and that's where my traveling came in. Um, cool. So uh, I worked for a company called Animal Pack, or Universal Nutrition, and they would send me all over the world for uh, different expos, like bodybuilding expos. I would awesome. set, set them up, work the booth, uh, talk about the product and stuff like that. So I was in China, Dubai, Germany. Yeah. Wow. And that's kind of when I... So how old were you when you were doing that? Uh, mid-20s. That's yeah. great. I mean, I, I didn't really, you know, besides your basic uh, Caribbean islands, I really, I didn't travel internationally, like, to Europe and then to, like, Asia until I was uh, 28, so, like, five, six years okay. ago. Gotcha. Um, but that's awesome. You're yeah, in your mid-20s, was, you're yeah. traveling to Single. places. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not a bad... Uh, Single, game. in good shape, traveling <laughs> the world. What could, what could go wrong? Uh, but, yeah, just to get that... What was like, what was like one of the bigger culture shocks? Would you say? I mean, did you travel abroad before then? No, yeah, I I never did any international travel before that. Yeah. Um, and aside from that, like just like basic family vacations, but not much. I, I've always worked full time, even in high school, so I didn't have a ton. Of, I didn't make a ton of time for uh, vacations. Yeah. 
like Wildwood after senior prom was like a big vacation <laughs> to me. Um, but yeah, so culture shock. Uh, China was interesting. I was yeah. in Beijing. Wow. Um, we had a translator that was helping us, and she's like, bring uh, a mask. And this was before yeah, like, yeah, all, all that. Yeah. Uh, she's like, for the air pollution. Yeah, all the smog and yeah. all that, yeah. And she said, bring your own toilet paper. And I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, and she's like, well, your, your hotel bathroom will have like normal toilets and toilet paper, but your uh, like public restrooms there, it's just a hole in the... Uh, Oh, yeah. Okay. No toilet paper, nothing. (laughs) So that was probably my my biggest culture (laughs) shock. That and in Dubai, there was gold vending machines. So gold. So you put machines. you put paper money in and you get gold out. <laughs> okay. Not really sure <laughs> what the purpose of that was, but both of those trips were really eye opening in terms of just like other new other cultures. Yeah. Wow. So traveling. I mean, what were? Did I mean you had to have obviously tried some new food then? Yeah. What were, what were some any dishes that still just stand out to you? Yeah, so that was kind of how the foodie thing started because I was working in bodybuilding. That was my focus. But I said, let me pick up a camera because I'm going on all these trips, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, And I tried shooting everything, landscape, city, street photography, all that stuff. But I always ended up just shooting my food because it was easy. It was like stationary. (laughs) Like I can move it around. I can take my time. Aside from looking like an idiot in a restaurant with a camera. Um, Did you know anything about photography before then? No, everything I learned was just through trial and error on YouTube. I mean, YouTube's amazing for (laughs) everything, video and photo. Like, I'll I'll be in the middle of an edit and I'll just be like, how do I do this? Exactly. Yeah. How to do it. Yeah. Um, I've got a degree in communication arts and every once in a while I'm like, I don't know if I necessarily (laughs) needed that. I did it more to make my parents happy and as something to fall back on, which I didn't create like a feature film with YouTube tutorials. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So yeah, I was shooting my food and then I'd be like, oh, let me post it on my Instagram because I hate posting bodybuilding stuff. And then that's kind of how the foodie thing, because people seemed interested in what I was eating. Yeah. I was doing like the pecking duck in China. Um, Dubai had some just like a wide variety of all different foods from all different cultures. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't eat much like Middle Eastern specific food gotcha. there, but they had really good fresh stuff like everywhere you went. That's cool. Um, England, I did the standard fish and chips. Uh, Germany, we did a lot of uh, soft pretzels. And I'm not a big beer drinker, but a lot okay. of the other guys part, <laughs> partake in that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but yeah, definitely a lot of good food. And like I said, that's kind of how... I still made sure I was eating a burger because that's kind of how the burger thing started. My cheat meal in bodybuilding was always a burger and fries. Okay. So once a week I would have a burger and fries. One, because I like it. Two, it's kind of like the best of everything to refuel. It fat, salt, carbs, oh. protein, um, and it, it fills you up and it gets the job done. So that's kind of how that started, the burger it, thing. Never really knew about it from that perspective. I mean, I definitely had some meat lovers on this podcast. I mean, from... The first first cut episode, Pat Lafrida, who I know you know and yep, yep. worked with, yep. uh, and then to George Motes, the the, the legend, know, yeah, America's <laughs> burger expert, um, and but that's interesting to think about it from yeah from just the sustenance. I mean, because yeah. you know I, I you will definitely get to it. I have a round at the end of questions called gut instincts, and one of them is uh, one of the questions is a guilty pleasure food and an answer I often get is a cheeseburger. Sure, yeah. So, you know, you just think, you think burger, you think cheeseburger, or, you know, I mean, your average person, and automatically also 
while we definitely live in a more elevated food world now, for a while you thought fast food. True. So you think of it from that aspect. But yep. what you're saying is much more from, I mean, I mean, the better, obviously, the quality of... I mean, you have your lower fast foods of McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, right. and you got your elevated a Shake Shack and Five yeah. Guys and all that. And then you have then your bar burgers, and then obviously yeah. if you're making one yourself. True. So, I mean, you're, yeah. you're, you're saying more from the aspect of if you're going to grill it yourself or just even... Both, yeah. Both? yeah. I mean, obviously you're going to get probably less uh, digestion issues the cleaner you make the burger. <laughs> um, I have a pretty good stomach, so I don't have an issue with eating like a Shake Shack as a cheat meal. I digest it well and everything like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's definitely some like uh, functionality to it rather than it's just something you want to eat, like yeah. something high in uh, sodium and fat and protein carbs. You get all the macronutrients in one meal as opposed to like pizza for a cheat meal. You're not getting much protein from that and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. So what's your diet like in, I mean, you're going to the gym every day. So what is it like during that aspect and then compared to when you're in a, you know, I mean, in competitive, you know, mode? Yeah, so I haven't competed in about two years. Okay. Uh, one, because I just wanted to give my body a break. Yeah. And two, uh, now that... to be a lot, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean. now that I'm so into the food industry, whether it's <laughs> photo shoots at restaurants where they give you a bunch of food when you leave or yeah. while you're there, and then my pop-ups and all that other stuff... Um, it just not it doesn't blend well with being in a contest prep mm -hmm. getting ready for a show um, But whether I'm training for a show or not, there's still some like basics like I eat steak and eggs almost every morning um, I try to get four to five meals in a day mm -hmm. food meals and not just shakes um, Try to get enough protein every day, but right now I'm probably eating like a shittier meal or um, Cheat meal like yeah. once a day just based on where I am and what I'm doing gotcha Contest prep, you kind of clean it up. You, everything's strict. You're measuring everything out. It's yeah. like the same food every day. Um, your training's a little more regimented and uh, less cheat meals. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, as far as the meals that you'll have just day to day, so you're having four to five, I mean, is it your, you know, quality versus quantity or what are, what are we talking? Uh, most guys... I would say I'm lucky in that I don't have to be as strict as most people because I have a pretty fast metabolism. Okay. But if I want to get into like true contest shape, I still have to be pretty strict. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like fresh chicken breast, yeah. six to seven ounces of chicken breast, um, some type of carbohydrate, rice, potatoes, uh, oatmeal, something like that, cream of rice. Mm. And then I'll usually do some fruit in there. I'm not a big vegetable guy. I don't know if you noticed that. but. <laughs> <laughs> um, People, I like, tr I don't have a full serving of vegetables ever. I know that's kind of crazy. If they happen to be on my burger, I'll eat a vegetable, but <laughs> that's it. I've, I've eliminated vegetables over the past couple of years, and I just, I know it's crazy, but I feel better. Wow. Um, my digestion's better. And I think part of that has to do with there's a lot of fiber in vegetables. Yeah. And fiber is good for you, but there's a line where if you eat too much fiber, it can mess with your digestion. Okay. So yeah. I get my fiber and my nutrients from my fruit, and I leave out the vegetables, and that's just the way I've done it. <laughs> yeah, well, you're supposed to juice your vegetables and eat your fruit, right? And that's, that's what they say. The yeah. Basic kind of, <laughs> I clearly don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, just your standard bodybuilding meals, chicken, yeah. steak, fish, rice. Most people eat vegetables. I don't, but yeah. So the burgers are def like the, the 
cheat meal aspect but i mean what so when did you you're traveling abroad and you're and i mean and you are having burgers around the world mm -hmm. was it i mean was it before you even started traveling or was it during that that you were like i'm gonna have i'm making a conscious effort to have a burger a day yeah so that was after that okay. um, i was always doing the burger as a cheat meal like once a week twice a week maybe okay. um and then once i started getting more into instagram and photography there's kind of two reasons I started the Daily Burger. One was because I wanted to get better at photography and just in my mind to get better at something, you have to do it every day. Yeah. So how do I shoot something every day, right? Well, if I have a subject to shoot every day, which is going to be the Daily Burger, yeah. there's, I'm going to get better. It's just like, hopefully. <laughs> and then the other reason was, I don't try to pay too much attention to like algorithms and stuff like that, but I know social media favors people who post often, right? Whether it's once a day, twice a day, rather than once a week. Do you find certain times or like if you post, you know, I've also heard that if you post, in, in your post there's multiple pictures or where you place the hashtags. Like, do you, is there any like little things like that you, that you've, picked up on or noticed that help um i would say it's a very small percentage of help gotcha so. i don't pay too much attention to it i more pay attention to the quality of the content and just posting stuff that people want to see and yeah. i like to post yeah um and then the timing and all that stuff i think pe people who focus on that more than the actual what they're posting it's like you're not gonna get where you need to be yeah so uh quality over all the little details like that but yeah. I do try to post when people are awake, obviously, on the East Coast, and uh, <laughs> just simple things like that. But when there's a new feature, like you were saying, multiple pictures, like when carousels first came out, which is yeah. like the swipe, I think they were favoring that, so you try to do that more. Now with Reels, Instagram Reels oh, is yeah. out, and I think they're favoring that, so like I try to do some of that. But like I said, the main thing is just getting stuff out there. Yeah, yeah. social media, I don't know if I'd be using it nearly as much if I didn't have the podcast. I've said it before, like, I, I do love posting food. Before right. I had this podcast, I was traveling, and I had people the same as what I was having with you. Like, oh, you pretty much have, like, a food account. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, like, as everything that you said, like, it was, like, a sure thing that I could take a picture of. Mm -hmm. And also my big thing is, like, I love, like, one of my things that brings greatest joy to me is recommending a good meal to somebody. Yeah, absolutely. And so when I have a good meal, I'm going to most likely, if I'm going to scarf it down right away, I'm going to try and take a picture of it. Or if, you know, if it's like, obviously if the lighting is permitting, you know, sometimes you're eating in a bar and it's just like, I don't want to post this picture. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but you, I, I'm going to post that and I would be doing that even without the podcast right. and just, you know, tagging the location and being, mm -hmm. like, and so if someone says, oh, wow, that looks really good. And, exactly. You know, I'm like, they know where to go. Yeah. Like that's the beautiful thing about social media versus with influencers and, uh, you know, I've met people via the podcast that I'm just like, oh, like, are you into food? <laughs> right, like right, how right. much are you a foodie or just you know like i mean you see if they can put down everything that's in front of them like that's the whole thing like i mean for better or for worse any plate of food that you see that i post i've eaten that whole thing <laughs> and again for better or for worse yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes it finished off like you know like my girlfriend's plate too or something yeah always yeah <laughs> but you see some influencers out there that you're like well you clearly you couldn't have eaten all that stuff and that that to me if you you know as an influencer or just even 
if I wasn't and I was just doing what I was saying before, just posting pictures, it's because who yeah who am i in the end of the day but i am endorsing it so definitely as an influencer you are saying you're endorsing something yeah. and you know taking one bite of something isn't the same as like eating you could eat something and be like oh that crazy bagel with the crazy cookie cream cheese in it like it was good but you wouldn't want to have that full thing but they won't know that because they took <laughs> one little bird bite or whatever yeah yeah right yeah so there's definitely a, a line that's uh, been crossed in that <laughs> it's in my opinion in that um, when I first started I was like I said I was negative about social media but I was like if I do it the way I want to do it and I post yeah. the way I want to post like I'm just speaking my truth right so like I don't have to be like all these other people. So like my whole thing on my page is if I don't like something, I'm never going to say I like it, right? Yeah. Um, whereas all the, a lot of these other people, everything they eat every day is amazing somehow. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I, I, I so would, that's like yeah. the line where it's like if I don't like it, either I'm going to say I don't like it, which is a whole nother like I try not to bash places. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but if I'm going to say I like something, it's something that I would be confident recommending, like you said, to someone for a great meal. Um, so I try to highlight the good quality people that are passionate about food over the, like you said, the rainbow cookie bagel with like, they're yeah. like smushing their hands into it and like pulling it apart and like, are you going to eat that? Or are you just like <laughs> mushing your hand through it? And it's like the things that people are posting food wise, it's like, okay, it looks cool, but like, why are you doing that? <laughs> what do you, after the picture you go, you have to go wash your hands off. Like it just, yeah. So I try to stay on the other side of that line of like <laughs> if you get what i'm saying <laughs> so when eating eating a burger a day and then when, when was the point then also i mean that was for posting reasons right or yeah part us, of it yeah. for posting and then part of it just because i wanted um to get better at not just photography but just the whole like yeah. creating a story every day storytelling of maybe i'm in uh, Seattle and I'm looking for the best burger in Seattle or maybe I'm in Miami and I'm looking for the best burger in Miami like it'll create a story help me uh, draw up whether it's a video a picture or yeah. whatever it may be you know so part of it was yeah just for Instagram but part of it I kind of knew long term I'm developing relationships with all these places mm -hmm. I'm finding all these people and then that little did people know like that was all leading up to the pop-ups eventually right because like yeah. then i have all these connections all over with brands and restaurants and it's like it's a much easier to navigate mm -hmm. and when traveling and having burgers in different places you kind of had a little bit of like an aha moment in the sense of yeah these things are they're american and they are universal yeah. Like that's what George, you know, Mozart, like the most American thing is a burger. Like, yeah. 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 So even in China or Dubai, there was always burgers. Um, and Dubai specifically, there was a pretty good burger scene there. Um, I don't even, I don't know if you're familiar with Black Tap. Uh, they have like the crazy milkshakes in the city. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. They, they have a pretty good burger too. Most people just know about their crazy milkshakes, mm -hmm. but Black Tap opened a location in Dubai. Um, oh, wow. So when I was there, I saw that and I was like, wow, like, they chose Dubai to open a yeah. burger spot. Like, and then I had a lot of decent burgers there, um, some Wagyu sliders and stuff like that, all different stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah, like you said, it's international. It's like something that everyone can sit down and eat. Was there, I'm sure there had to have been, but correct me if I'm wrong, any days that you're like, 
oh shit, I don't have a burger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't really, I got sick of them a little bit towards the end uh-huh. as anyone would eating the same thing every day, but it wasn't yeah. like I couldn't like bear to eat it. It was more like more times than I was, like you said, like I'm working, I'm doing a bunch of stuff and I'm like, I still got to get a burger in somewhere. So like yeah. I, I had a few repeats, whether it was Shake Shack, Five Guys, McDonald's, just to get one. You have to, because <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're going, I mean, if you're not growing them yourself or you're not going in places that... You can get a five dollar burger, right. or whatever. They're gonna be, you know. Yeah. So I was doing home cooked ones too. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where like the brands started reaching out because it's it's easier to work with sauce brands, bun brands, meat brands when you're making at home stuff, obviously. So yeah. The daily burger kind of brought in all that all those opportunities. So it was definitely worth it to eat a burger every day. <laughs> <laughs> And, I mean, obviously, you're in great shape. You were going to the doctor and just making sure. I mean, you know, because there's, we, I've never covered a documentary on here yet. I'm sure I will for the ones that have transcended into, you know, like pop culture, like Super Size Me yeah. or, or you know, Dreams of Sushi, big one, you know, yeah. docs like that. So, yeah, Super Size Me. I mean, we saw, like, what was happening with him, but, I mean, you're also in great shape and you were going to the gym every day so like I yeah. mean, did you notice any kind of just ch- changes or just have to work a little harder or just or yeah just... nothing negative as far as how I felt or yeah. how I looked um it was uh blood work was taken at the beginning of the year and at the end of the year mm-hmm. and the markers were relatively the same wow. um nothing in any of like out of range or anything like that did any doctors um, ask to like write a paper on you or anything <laughs> no <laughs> They thought it was kind of interesting, but uh, yeah. yeah, they uh, like I said, a burger a day, so that's seven burgers a week. I'm eating five meals a day, mm-hmm. so seven of my uh, meals out of all my other meals is a bad meal. It's it's not that bad <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, and I, it's also like it's bread and meat, like yeah. and cheese. So like it's not that bad not eating ice cream every day i'm not eating i didn't eat that many french fries that probably helped <laughs> yeah exactly yeah you forget about i mean I, like you know yeah you go and you get a burger someplace most likely it's coming with you know yeah fries or onion rings and when they say oh you want this salad fries or onions you're salad yeah never get a salad <laughs> um so you're posting for a year you're posting these pictures you're cultivating a following when did people start reaching out to you as far as restaurants and then all these people like you end up working, you know, with Pat LaFree, you've got a, you are, as far as uh, a brand, you work with Martin Rolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, you love potato rolls for your, for your yep. burgers. So yeah, let's just talk about like that, like as far as in that, you know, trickle effect. Yeah. So the, I started just making burgers at home. Um, just because, like I said, I didn't, I couldn't eat out every single day. It just wasn't realistic. Yeah. So once a week, I'd probably do an at-home burger. And I would just post. This was before I was affiliated. I would always use a potato bun. Um, I took a liking to a couple different brands, Sweden Sons, Palafrida, um, just local stuff I would find in the supermarket yeah. and stuff. And post the pictures. People would be interested in it. They'd ask me questions. What size of the patty? How long does it take to cook? Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Just tagging the brands, you know, like hoping to get their attention. And uh, if you're what you're putting up is getting people's attention, it's a good quality picture. The brands are going to notice, you know, like yeah. that. If they're a smart brand, they're going to want people promoting their stuff in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So Pat Lafrida actually supplied me with beef for like most of my year of at-home burgers. Wow. Yeah, they would deliver it right to my house. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what was the uh, what was the blend? I, I tried almost every blend oh, okay. I had. Yeah, yeah I got nice. a nice variety because they, they said switch it up, show like different recipes with different ones and stuff. Awesome. And then Martin's has been great to me. Um, yeah. They're a family-owned company. They've been around forever, yeah. based out of Pennsylvania. Um, so I've worked with them on like videos. Uh, I've helped them at like uh, the Burger Bash down in Miami. They sponsor it. So they're like, can you go down to Miami and um, eat all the burgers that are using our buns at the Burger Bash? I was like, yeah, I think I can do that. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, just my arm. <laughs> so like cool stuff like that, uh, judging burger competitions. I judged a burger competition in Delaware. Awesome. So just like Very trickle cool. effect, one yeah, thing after yeah. another. Like brands see you working with one brand and they're like, oh, how do we get you to use our stuff? whether it's just sending me a free bottle of it or trying to make an agreement. And then yeah. restaurants too, like you said, reaching out, come try our burger. Um, that's a whole nother thing to navigate with like restaurants telling you to come in and like free food and like do you owe them anything? And, like, yeah. it's, a, it's a whole nother monster. So I try to pay for food as much as I can just because I want to post about it the way I want to post about it, you know? Like, yeah, that's, I don't only, wanna, that's fair, yeah. Um, but there's been agreements where they're launching a new burger, whether it was uh, Bobby's Burger Palace or Burger Fi or other chains, and they're like, can you come post about this new burger? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but I'm not going to say I like it if I don't like it. You know, I try to put that in the stipulations, so it's like... It's only fair. Yeah. I, feel, I mean, if I feel like more people were like that, it would be less awkward mo moments for <laughs> yeah. for that like that dialogue should just be yep, up there yep. for people such as yourself and then dealing with uh, you know restaurants and just the, yep. that those kinds of uh, expectations right uh, have you you've you've been to the La Frida facility I actually haven't okay. um, they've invited me to do a tour a couple of times it just didn't make sense with the timing and yeah. stuff like that they're there like overnights too because they work like through the night to get yeah. orders out the next day um, but yeah, good people there, great product. Um, it's crazy there. Recently, I've kind of moved towards like trying to create my own blends and like stuff cool. like that. So I don't use them always. And I didn't want to be tied down to one brand. Um, mm -hmm. Like I said, they're a great brand, but like moving forward, I want to have some like freedom if I'm in another state or another country, I yeah. might not be able to source them, right? So it's like I gotta gotcha. be able to use what I can. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so when did you kind of start going like, oh, okay, so I'm, I'm posting about burgers, I'm eating burgers, I, I am cooking my own and posting about those and getting these mm -hmm. sponsorships or just working with these different brands. Ooh, let me get into the pop-up game. When did that kind of happen? Um, I've seen other people doing it, uh, whether it was on the West Coast in Canada and uh, George does them all over the world yeah. oh yeah <laughs> um, and his burger slide yeah. now it's yeah. crazy yeah, yeah so uh i kind of picked up little bits and pieces from george when i was on the west coast in la there's a big burger pop-up scene there with a guy named trip uh trip burgers there's uh burgers never say die started as a pop-up a couple other ones so write that down. that's a great goonies reference <laughs> yes yeah 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 they got the shirts with like the same font on oh them, really so, yeah, I <laughs> burgers never say <laughs> die yeah um gold burger there's a couple of them out there so yeah. I, when i was there i was i was like seeing how they set these things up yeah. like how they get the griddles out there or whatever um and I just had a lot of demand for it. Like every time I was cooking a burger at home, people would be like, oh, I want to try one. I want to try yeah. one. I want to try one. And I was like, at first I was like, oh, 
school, but like I never really considered it. Um, and then I got home from LA and I was like, I had a good relationship with a coffee shop, a local coffee shop. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking like, how can I do it without interrupting a business? You know, like how can I use their kitchen without being in their way? And a coffee shop like just makes sense because they're closed at night, right? So yeah. it's like, they're not losing anything from me being there. If anything, they're gaining exposure. Okay. Um, if they want to cut, whatever it may be. Um, so I picked a night uh, and I said I was going to be there for two hours cooking burgers, come in, first come, first serve. Um, didn't know what to expect. And uh, we had about like 200 people there in two hours. <laughs> well, I got slammed. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> um, I was going from cooking one perfect burger at my house to take a picture of yeah. to hundreds of burgers. Um, but you had people helping you at least? Yeah, thankfully okay. my family was there. I had okay. aunts and uncles. They all jumped back there and we were all just trying to tackle it as we could. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely wasn't. Uh, overwhelmingly pleased with the product that was going out just because yeah. I was such a perfectionist when I was making one right I get it um, yeah. but I kind of learned a ton from that and then since then I've been doing them with other places that have reached out and kind of just perfecting it each time um, it's been a little harder with the pandemic uh, navigating like a pickup only type deal sure but in some ways it's better because you don't have a line of people at the counter, right? Um, yeah, it's just yeah. like, I mean, it has to be intimidating. I know I, I uh, from working, I used to, well, I still work random days, but it was my job during high school. Like, you were working at a pizzeria. I worked at a deli. Mm -hmm. And, like, yeah, when the lunch rush <laughs> came, like, I mean, I enjoyed it, but yeah. sometimes you're looking at that line, you're like, this is never going to fucking end. Yeah. Thankfully, I had, like I said, the pizzeria experience. So I knew the restaurant industry. I knew what it was like to get slammed from a rush. Yeah. But when it's you, like, you're in charge of the whole thing. Like, this is your brand, your image behind it. Yeah. Um, it, and I thought it was important to do them also because I'm critiquing all these burgers all over the world. And it's like, can you even cook a burger, right? So, like, I want to, yeah, to kind of exactly. back up what I was talking about. And, like, it made me appreciate people in the restaurant business and on the line a lot more from doing it, you know, so... If a cooker, if a burger's overcooked, like, yeah, it shouldn't be, but like, you got to take some leniency in that. And it's like, the guy's got a lot going on back there. <laughs> if it's overcooked every single time, then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what goes into your burgers? Like what, um, yeah, like what the burgers that your pop-up, you have one kind or you kind of. Yeah. So for now we're just doing like my, it's kind of like my ideal burger that might not necessarily appeal to everyone, but it's something that. I could eat every day and that uh, the quality's there, but then it's also like a handheld, not super huge, not super messy. Um, it's like a mix between a high-end steakhouse burger mm -hmm. using high-end steakhouse meat, dry-aged beef. Um, nice. I pick the grinds that I want. I literally pick the dry-aged steak from the case and say I want the trimmings from that. That's how like into it I get. Wow. <laughs> um, awesome. And then... Uh, we sear that smash burger style, super thin on the edges, a little meatier in the middle. Um, yellow American cheese works the best from what I'm doing. It melts the best. Yeah. It looks the best. Um, some salt on there is the only seasoning. Potato bun, and I have like a homemade special sauce okay. that I call buff sauce. And it's your standard like play on a Big Mac sauce, ketchup mayo based uh, yeah. with a few extras in there. So. Gotcha. It's very simple, but it, like I said, it's something that you don't feel like shit after. It's high quality. You get some grease in there. You get some salt. You get a uh, really high quality beef, and yeah. uh, 
it's like you might be able to have another one after and still not feel like crap, right? Okay, yeah. It's the, it's not huge, but uh, yeah. that's my always my thing. Like you want to be able to eat a burger and not feel like crap afterwards. I definitely look forward <laughs> to having one because I, you know, as obviously following you on Instagram, they're yeah. they look delicious. Have you had dry aged beef? I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah. yeah. So like it, like I said, sometimes that's not for everyone. Mm. But what I've learned is like. Once you try to cater to everyone with what you're making, then yeah, then yeah, like yeah. it's a slippery slope, right? Because then there's like, oh, I want it this way or I want it that way, and yeah. it's like it's uh you, you want to be passionate about what you're making, right? And if you're making a burger that you don't even like or want to eat, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and and in that environment, at least right now, I mean, in a pop up sense, like it you, works, yeah. it, it works, right. and you can't start going like it's just gonna give you way too much of a headache if you're like can we get one you know blah 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 one burger you know yeah. a buff light that's a good one thank you it's gonna write down uh what's today's date and then my trademark uh, my trademark of the <laughs> yeah burger buff i mean so you're in great shape you like burgers that came pretty name came pretty easy or yeah, did yeah, some, yeah you came up with it or did someone suggest it yeah i came up with it i yeah. was I was trying to think of something that, like you said, played into both yeah. the, uh, but and buff can obviously just be like a word, like yeah, you know, you're a buff perfect. on a subject. It's got alliteration, mm-hmm. as uh, Foodie Films and my theme song says. I love alliteration, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and your logo's awesome. Just a flexing arm yeah, and the yeah. burger, and it's just uh, you got you got a good thing going on. So yeah, a local guy near me, uh, a guy named Nick, he did that logo. He came up with it. It was pretty good. So awesome. I was like, yep, yeah, need that. <laughs> Where you have any goals or even let's call them dreams like where you want to go with it all uh not yet i'm kind of just taking it day by day Mm because like i said the pop-ups weren't even like an idea in my head it kind of just came about so i I think that's probably what will happen too is like i'll just know what the next step is as i go day by day obviously when you get like pop-ups like this and the crowds like then i get people reaching out like oh you should do a food truck you should do a restaurant why don't you have your own spot that's my favorite why don't you have your own spot like oh okay let me just like a brick and mortar (laughs) yeah yeah, because brick and mortars are risky (laughs) especially right now especially (laughs) right now yeah i mean uh, yeah yeah, like investors reaching out everything so it's like all good opportunities but Mm -hmm. it's got to be the right opportunity so no no plans to open my own spot right this uh second but i'm not opposed to it yeah yeah no, that's that's awesome. I, ever I uh, I love the pop up culture because it's just, you know, it's obviously been around in kind of different forms. But mm-hmm. I I think in the sense of how we've just had so many, uh, just you know, uh, renaissance in in food and in drink, uh, mm-hmm. just with other plenty of other guests I've had on from talking with people breweries or like you you worked with a you know like a cafe like a coffee shop and just there's just such a variety now and and for the most part good because it is uh you get people that such as yourself that are passionate about something and then and they make what they enjoy and they make it really well right right. so that's the great thing that i'm enjoying about pop-ups because then also i mean new jersey is just one of the worst places when it comes to laws with the breweries and the food or just Mm -hmm. the fence you can hold there yeah so that's got to be 
tricky but at the same time if you find someone to you know work along with yep. that you know if a brewery doesn't offer food or True. what have you that's yeah i definitely like to get into that like you said new jersey's tough with serving food at breweries but yeah we've had some other states reach out uh to go out there it's more of just like being able to recreate the pop-up out of state with all the ingredients and supplies and yeah. stuff like that but yeah i agree the pop-up culture is awesome and it's funny because like central south jersey like I did a couple down there, and they're like, "What? What is this pop up? What?" Like, I did yeah. one in Vineland, which I love the town, like nothing against it, but like they, for the life of them, cannot understand the concept of it. Yeah. They're like, "What? You're letting someone else cook out of your kitchen?" Like to the place I was doing it at, yeah. they just like couldn't understand it. But we held it, and we sold out, and it went awesome. And like, that's what the owner wanted to do. He's like, "You got you people have to like." Mm-hmm. step out of your comfort zone and like <laughs> let other people into our town and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah so it went really well but yes people still don't understand it they're like what is it I don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like podcasts for a long time wasn't we what's a podcast what is it what exactly it's radio but it's not and I download I have to subscribe yeah. does that mean I have to pay something monthly <laughs> no it's free uh, <laughs> so all of your pop-ups you are using other people's facilities or did you start did you get like you know like I always get because obviously with my Instagram I just get them. I'm sure you do as well. Just so many ads of the griddles and all those crazy, you know. Yeah. So I definitely was just using other people's kitchens, but I did pick up a uh, flat top griddle nice. for my own use at first, just backyard. Yeah. Because I before that I was just using a cast iron pan on the grill. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I picked up one, and my not the not the next pop up, but the one after is going to be outdoors, and I'm going to use that for it. So it's kind of like a test run to see if I could take it on the road and like yeah. do large quantities on it. But so you, you know. prefer cast iron and grill versus over like a you know like your typical like grill flame yeah. and everything. Yeah. yeah, specifically for what I'm doing because yeah. uh, you need to smash those burgers and get that crust on it. And yeah. with the grill grates, it's just not possible. So. I know George has a smashula. What are you using? You're just using a press, and you're just that you're your own buff. <laughs> yeah, I've kind of I've kind of taken like bits and pieces from everyone's technique. Yeah. Um, and like learn the best way to do it. So I have a heavy duty spatula. It's not the smashula, but it's similar. Um, so I use that to smash it down. And then I'll, I'll show you the video later, but a lot of guys use this meat tenderizer and I kind of just spread the edges with that. Yeah, um, get that nice crispy. Meat lace, yeah. 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 yeah meat. Ooh, meat lace, that's good. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's the idea. It's, it's two tools, um, which takes a little more time, but it, it gets the look and the product yeah. i'm looking for but awesome. yeah it takes a beating on your forearm and wrist after all yeah <laughs> doing yeah. hundreds of those when i recorded with george he had me it was before he released it it was like the prototype and he handed it to me i'm like oh jesus yeah Christ, that thing's thing serious like, yeah. yeah i think yeah. i had shotgun like you know like pellets and i don't know something ridiculous and i'm like <laughs> yeah man and charge you know i think it's like 150 bucks but, yeah you know, like definitely char- pricey <laughs> definitely pricey but that's uh but yeah no i'm the same way like i one of the best and uh i feel guilty for not remembering who specifically said this but they said treat your burgers like you treat your steak and it's just like in in that i feel like that means in a couple of senses just like even respecting it yeah and just or you know possibly seasoning or just yeah like that but yeah cooking in a cast iron like that's like i have a grill outside but i'll bring either i have a cast iron griddle or my cast iron pans or if i'm cooking in here and hopefully the smoke alarm doesn't go off uh but (laughs) the smoke alarms are worst uh enemy when it comes to smash burgers (laughs) i know i will be living in my dream if i'm still 
renting, but if I'm owning my dream apartment when I have an actual like hood, hood. yeah, <laughs> that's just like I just yeah. have. You can see it's just the microwave over it. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> it doesn't cut it. <laughs> yeah, I always I always turn my fire alarm off, which you probably shouldn't. But <laughs> yeah, I'll unplug the I'll unplug the smoke detector every once in a while, like yeah. while I'm cooking, and then uh, try to remember to put it back in. <laughs> But that's awesome, man. This all is, uh, it's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm loving your Instagram and I definitely, I can't wait to try uh, one of the burgers or two of the yeah, burgers. Yeah, definitely or, come or, out. Or challenge I'll, uh, put I'll get you one for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be foodie films if we didn't talk a food scene. And uh, I mean, let, let's face it. When it comes to burgers and movies, there's just so many scenes. We were yeah. talking about before before we started, there's, I mean, there's Good Burger. I even covered a movie recently called Hamburger, the motion picture. Really? It's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a really, like, inappropriate 80s, like, schlock. Like, really? it's about, yeah, like a slacker that needs a college degree, so then he goes to Hamburger University, which is, I think they found out that McDonald's has, like, a university back in the 80s, and they decided to make a movie. And it's just, it's your typical, it's like, Police Academy, but like 10 times worse and just <laughs> making burgers and very inappropriate, very dated humor. But anyway, th- I mean, there's there's good burger. There, yeah, you know, there is Pulp Fiction. Yeah. There's even, uh, even in the pop-up sense, there's from what it was originally in Dogma. I mean, hey, we're Jersey fellas. Ke- Kevin Smith and, yep. his, and his movies, and they were doing movies pop-ups out in L.A. I hope they uh, get come to come out, out here. here. Right? That'd, be, yeah, that'd, be that'd, awesome. be, that'd be cool to try. But um, was it in the Jay and Silent Bob movies at all? Movies or not? Yes, okay. it was in. I mean, we've covered. I'll eventually cover the first Clerks, but I, I decided to cover uh, Clerks too because it falls under. I think those two at least uh, fall under the foodie films category because Clerks two specifically takes place in a movies uh, okay. because the uh, you know the quick quick uh, quick stop. Um, yeah, but like burn burns down at the beginning <laughs> of the movie, and then so even the, so the first clerks it takes place in you know it's like a bodega, a deli, yeah, you know, yeah. quick stop. So I think that counts too. So I'll eventually cover that. But uh, Clerks Two is just a special movie for my best friend and I. So I was like, I want to talk this one first. Yeah, uh, but um, but one scene, and I had uh, you watch it before. I know you said movies have kind of taken a little bit of uh, you know uh, on the back on the back burner. Uh, just with doing the pop-up and everything yep. like that. But you've uh, seen Iron Man, and I I love... I mean, Robert Downey Jr. is just phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. And just his delivery. So, you know what? Let's play that scene from Iron Man once he comes back uh, from being captured, and then we'll talk about it. Where to, sir? Take us to the hospital, no. please, Happy. No. Tony, you, no, you have to go answer. to the hospital. The I don't have to do anything. I've been in you. captivity for three months. There are two things I want to do. I want an American cheeseburger. And the other... That's enough of that. It's not what you think. I want you to call for a press conference now. Call for a press conference? Yeah. Hogan, what on drive. Earth for? Cheeseburger first. I mean, the fact... I mean, you know, he goes through hell in that movie. He's captured. He's being tortured. He becomes Iron Man. He escapes and he gets back. And what does he want? He wants two things. And one <laughs> of the more, the more important thing is an American cheeseburger. Right. Yeah, it's a classic scene and, like, just captures, like, the essence of, like, after a long day of whatever you're doing, it hits the spot. <laughs> right? I mean, that's what, and that's what you even experienced while maybe you didn't become Iron Man and you weren't out there being tortured unless, I don't know, you were in Secret Life and you're CIA or something. But, uh, but that's what you learned when traveling abroad is just, like, yeah. the importance 
and just just how crazy like the burger is and just how then even quintessential American it is. Yep. And it is also just that goes even to the power again of the nostalgia factor of food in general but mm-hmm. just like yeah like you know sometimes when you're just when you just have that craving and I forget how long in the movie you're supposed to be been captured for but he's like yeah I just then I'm a little heartbroken because then it's clearly uh, like a sponsored moment because then he's holding a Burger King bag and I'm just like, <laughs> oh, come on. like at yeah, least like, better than that yeah exactly <laughs> at least if he's West Coast I mean maybe an in and out or right, something right, like right. that <laughs> but uh, but that's yeah that's just such a great moment yeah, that awesome. he wants that and then I know you didn't see it, but like there's a great moment in the end of the last Avengers movie where his he's got a daughter and she's just like, yeah, I just want a cheeseburger. And it's just a nice little callback. And it's just again, it's just it's something so simple, but for obviously fans of the franchise, it's a good callback and a little reference to the first movie, the movie that started it all. But I think it's kind of awesome that it's a food moment and it's the cheeseburger. That's yeah. just like an important, fun little thing. Very cool. Yeah. But uh, well, last but not least, I mentioned it before. We've got a little round of. Uh, questions called gut instincts so it's just whatever comes to you first favorite fast food shake shack i Dude. guess uh, if you consider that i consider it like fast casual fast casual exactly <laughs> well you know, I, I i kind of said it before and i've said it before on you know on other episodes but we now have that like middle tier yeah so you had your your mcdonald's and burger king and wendy's which do you even partake in any of those anymore yeah i not to cut off this segment here but i i always say there's a time and place for every burger right so like people think i'm like real picky about burgers but i'll eat a quarter pound or double quarter pound with cheese i'll eat wendy's i'll eat in and out like there's there's no uh right or wrong burger there's no best burger in my opinion it's like what does the situation call for? Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure when you're hammered at 4 a.m. calls for a different burger than a nice steakhouse dinner burger. So it's like <laughs> another movie all about burgers. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Yeah, that exactly. is a very you got to be in a specific mood <laughs> yeah. for most people to want a White yeah. Castle. So burger. I'll, I'll definitely get down with any fast food burger, but Shake Shack's probably my yeah. favorite just from a, a build standpoint. Smash patty, potato bun. Gotcha. Go to alcoholic beverage. <laughs> Um, don't, don't really drink much. Not, okay. not that I'm not a, I'm not against it. I'm yeah. not, uh, not in recovery or anything, but, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I was always a bodybuilder, but, gotcha. um, I will say I did a few, uh, vodka and Red Bulls on some of my trips that I got coerced into doing and nice. like, I'm a big caffeine guy, so, <laughs> so kind of worked well. Yeah, that, that goes well. <laughs> Favorite childhood snack. Childhood snack. Interestingly enough, it's very weird. I could do like a whole sleeve of saltines, like oh. watching like a movie or a TV. <laughs> I could just like have those. That's what I vividly remember. It's not. It's not the greatest answer, but <laughs> no. But that's 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 what the what I wanted the question to kind of just make you think and go back. Yeah. And one of mine would just be like definitely like string cheese and okay. just like yeah. i mean i definitely even doubled down and i would have string cheese and like a bowl of doritos <laughs> I guess just yeah i was cheese. a big big chip guy <laughs> yeah yeah uh fruit roll up gushers all uh, that good stuff <laughs> yeah we're, we're kids of the 90s yeah uh the just the just the commercials alone i mean the, <laughs> the, the people that worked in marketing back then dunkaroos made a comeback d- they made a comeback <laughs> exactly sweet or savory I think I know the answer. Savory. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite food city, and you can say uh, domestic and international if you'd like. 
Interesting. Um, favorite food city? I got to go with New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to a lot of cool cities, but domestically, I would say New York is just overall, you can get almost anything there. So, yeah. yeah. And they have great burgers. Um, internationally, hmm. I would say. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Dubai just had like a nice variety of everything, like I said. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I haven't had a ton of meals at like one particular city. I was mm-hmm. always kind of like in and out in a day or two. So gotcha. didn't really be able to assess. I'd love to go to London. but <laughs> Yeah, London, uh, the, um, oh God, what are those, what are the markets called there? It's not the Chelsea markets. Chelsea markets are here. Mm, I'm totally blanking. But uh, but I would love to go to Dubai because Dubai, um, just like have you uh, been obviously before a pandemic to the Timeout Marketplace in Dumbo? No. Yeah. So that's the whole you know. So there's Timeout Magazine. They started these you know marketplaces that it's predominantly for food, but they wanted to create a 4D experience of what you're reading about in their magazines, and so nice. they opened up their first one in uh, Lisbon. And I had the um, he was the editor of the Timeout. Magazine in Lisbon, but then it was kind of it was his brainchild, uh, Joao Sapita, and so I uh, had him on for an episode, and I got to go there last summer when I was in Lisbon. But then they opened up one in Miami, and then in Dumbo, and then Boston, and then I don't know what's happened via the pandemic, but then they were opening up one in Montreal, London, Prague, and, and Dubai, and they were doing this also. The first one opened up, I think, in like 2014, 15 in Prague, hmm. and then. The Miami one opened up uh, just a little over a year ago, and then then the New York one, and it was all happening within wow. this like two year period. But it's just again, just another kind of how you must have a good team there to be able to do. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's just really impressive. And it's just another interesting way of like food. You know, you've got your pop ups, but like that is they're trying to create like a one stop place yeah. to get you to have a bunch of bites of the city. So yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's cool in that sense. Uh, favorite cuisine. Favorite cuisine. I mean, although I love burgers, I, I still got to go back to home-cooked Italian food. Yeah. yeah. That's like my uh, comfort food, I would say. Nice. <laughs> guilty pleasure food, I mentioned this before. <laughs> um, I don't know if burgers are guilty pleasure. I don't for, think it's for, yeah, for, for you. So. Um, I mean, whenever I'm dieting mm-hmm. and I'm craving something aside from my burger, I really want a really good Italian sub. Nice. So like, yeah. and a bag of chips. <laughs> that combo with like a soda, soda yeah. chips, and a, a really good Italian sub. Um, yeah, Bayonne actually has a hidden gem. It's called Benanti's. Benanti's. Definitely write that, that down. B e n a n t i s. I think it is. Um, don't ask any questions in there. Just, <laughs> just you grab your bread. You pick uh-huh. out the bread you want. You hand it to them. You tell them what you want on it, and yeah. they'll tell you a different price every single time. You just pay it. <laughs> <laughs> and you've, you've, have you been to Fiori's in Hoboken? I haven't. No. Oh boy, Is that a spot to go. Yeah, yeah. you got to go there. I'm actually a, not well versed in Hoboken food. On a, uh, it's a, actually my uh, my old roommate before my girlfriend moved in. It's his great uncle's place, and he's okay. like, God bless him, still in his mid late 80s, stirring the, all about the mutts <laughs> there and stuff like nice. that. But on, I know you'll particularly love on uh, Thursdays and Saturdays, and they have you know each each they're closed Sundays, but like every day they have a special. But the sandwich, the roast beef, 
gravy and mutts is so popular that they have it on Thursdays and Saturdays. Right. So I think from a meat perspective, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely, you, you really that appreciate out. it. That's always like if I ever got maybe into the pop up game like sandwiches, just being a, a deli guy myself. That's uh, yeah, exactly. I've got my <laughs> the charted sandwich board. Exactly. I've been looking Which at that. <laughs> it does say yeah. Take a look. It does. It does. Uh, to my displease, it says pork roll on there. Does it? Yes. <laughs> uh, favorite condiment. Favorite condiment. Buff sauce. <laughs> For burger, I would say yeah, like a special sauce. Doesn't yeah. have to be mine, yeah. but yeah, I think uh, ketchup can be too overpowering sometimes. So to dull it down with some mm. mayo and some uh, pickled relish and like mix that all in, maybe yeah. get some heat in there. Um, I think it balances everything out. So like a special sauce is probably my favorite kind. Nice. What was the last thing you ate? Benanti sub that I was just telling you about because I came from Bayonne, so <laughs> <laughs> had to get one. <laughs> What would be your last meal? Wow. Interesting. Um, I mean, it's gotta it's gotta be my uh it's gotta be a burger from somewhere. Yeah. It's gotta be a specific burger, right? <laughs> I can't just say burger. <laughs> um It's a really elevated steakhouse burger or something. Yeah, I mean, people ask me what my favorite burger is all the time, obviously, and, like, it, it just depends on what I'm yeah. craving, yeah. but, like, just off the top of my head, Village Whiskey in Philly has always, like, been my one of my go-tos, um, and there's a place in D.C. called Reverie, which Ooh. it's, like, almost like, well, it is fine dining, but they have a burger on the menu, mm-hmm. um, and those two were probably, like, always will stay with me as, like, Kind of like mind blowing burgers. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like the Beatrice Inn. It's a fine, it is fine dining yeah. than that burger there. Yeah. And that was uh, not that I was trying to take advantage of the <laughs> of of the pandemic, but it was da- you know normally I think like a thirty eight dollar burger, and it was, during it uh, it was down to eighteen. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna oh go, nice. I'm gonna drive, <laughs> yeah. drive into the city right now and pick up one and support uh, Angie Mar. Uh, Dine in or dine out? You're cooking for yourself. What, which one do you prefer? Cooking for yourself or eating out? Uh, eating out always. Yeah. Um, but believe it or not, I'm not like a nighttime like dinner type eat out guy. Like I'd rather get in there in the day when it's empty and yeah. like or early early dinner. I love um, lunch. Yeah, lunch is great. This isn't a. I'm, I'm probably gonna. You will. It's a. You'll be the first person to have been asked this question during Gut Instincts. Do you have a favorite meal of the day? And I know you're eating. You're not. It's not like you're eating just breakfast, lunch, dinner. Right. But like meal I, one, meal two, meal yeah, exactly. three. <laughs> I love lunch. Uh-huh. There's a little bit of a if I have the proper time to like digest it afterwards. If I have to get right back to work, like yeah, okay, I'm not gonna be like feast, you know, right. feasting. But I love yeah. like a big lunch. Yeah, um, I would say I don't have a huge appetite in the morning or at night, so I'm mm-hmm. probably with you there. Like yeah. midday is where I probably consume the biggest meals. <laughs> so yeah, I, I do like a good lunch. Um, but I, I always was in jobs where like I couldn't enjoy lunch while I was working. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the same. And then just even growing up, I felt like as kids during like lunch, it was just always. I'm sure, like on the set, you're just like scarfing down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you do not build good eating habits working on sets. Uh, I think I know the answer for this. Spirit food. What food best embodies you, your personality? <laughs> yeah, definitely burger, but anything meat-centric. I'm a meat and potatoes guy, so um, yeah, your standard steak and potatoes or a burger. You're going to the movies. Are you having any kind of snack? Yeah, I'm a big snack guy. Um, 
I'll do some popcorn and mm-hmm. then I'll do something sour, like a oh, yeah. Sour Patch Kids or Sour Watermelons that's or good. something like yeah. that. Get that yeah. sweet and savory, but the sour element. Yeah. That's, yeah, <laughs> I love sour stuff. Last but not least, a great, if not the greatest lesson you've learned when it comes to food. Wow, that's a good question. Uh, greatest lesson I've ever learned. Um, recently, a buddy of mine up in Canada s- said... Um, classics never die right so it's like with everything going on with the stump burgers and all these things that get attention for instagram it's like if you do the classics right and you are passionate about the classics that they last forever so it's like it's it's easy to fall into all these traps of like oh i gotta do a burger with mozzarella sticks on it because it looks cool yeah it's like (laughs) and i know george specifically brought it up but he's just like goddamn macaroni and cheese on burgers (laughs) he's like well how does that make sense and how is that appetizing (laughs) yeah yeah it's a a buddy who runs uh the burger drops in uh canada toronto area he he does pop-ups um and yeah he told me that line classics never die so i've kind of just like that down always thought of that when I see when I see some cringeworthy uh, burgers, <laughs> and I'm like, I know, I, I, I don't get angry at people going to line up for it because it's not going to last, you know. Like, yeah. it looks cool, but it's not practical. That's almost that falls almost into the Sandlot category. What's the line? Like, heroes get remembered, but legends never die. So, <laughs> classics never die. I like it. I'm Chicks dig it. scars. Glory lasts forever. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Well, Nick, this has been a blast. Yeah, I got a question for you. Please. Is that allowed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot, yeah. Jersey City Burgers. Any recommendations for Jersey City? Oh burgers? yeah, um, uh, Corkscrew. That's up in this neighborhood is the Heights. So that's uh, okay. not too far, like a three minute drive from here. They've uh, they've got they actually use uh, Pat Lafrida burgers. Nice. So that up here is probably my favorite burger. Uh, downtown, you've got Left Bank. Yep. Um, so that is that's good, and I, I like their whole. You know, they've got the Challenger uh, burger, okay. and everything like that. Um, Do you like White Star? Have you yeah. Had White oh Star? yeah, White Star. Yeah. yeah. I've haven't, I haven't been. They've got two locations. Yes. There's one that's closer to me. I'm like gotcha. the name of the street. Yeah. <laughs> I like White White Star is really good. Um, but one of my favorite uh, burgers is actually like in the area like if i really like if i haven't had a burger in a while in hoboken there's moran's okay and it's just a real it's like an actual irish pub not your typical like broboken irish like kind of place um, is that a thing <laughs> yeah that's what, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing and uh uh so it's like a good irish pub you know older Irish guy working the bar nice. but the Moran burger there again it is it is uh, I mean besides my loyalty it is Lafrida La beef but they just do it's just really good burger like a you know, thicker patty um, and just whatever sauce they're putting in it so they've got some kind of secret nice. sauce on it awesome and, uh, yeah I'll have to check it out Irish cheddar and just uh, there's a little bit of greenery on it so I apologize for that <laughs> but uh, but it's good it's a good burger but yeah, yeah. Well, but up here closest one and one I really like is uh, Corkscrew yeah. gotcha check out um, O'Leary's I don't know if you've ever heard of O'Leary's. O'Leary's, yeah, and uh, that's kind of, in, I mean, in, Jer- in Jersey City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've been there, I've drank there, I haven't eaten there, so I'll Yeah, to ch- check, check out. out the burgers there. They got some, uh, it's a little hidden gem for, like, bar burgers. Yeah, because you know. that's in um, Bergen Lafayette. That's actually a neighborhood I was, like, looking at maybe trying to, like, buy a place oh, in, nice. that, in that area. But, yeah, it's, like, Bergen Lafayette, like, Greenville, kind of over there. So it's kind of in a weird location, but now yeah. that... 
902 Brewery opened up right over there. Okay. And then you've got Corgi Distillery. So it's getting, and also they're building, it's, I don't know if it's called pronounced Caven or Cavin Point. Right over there, they're going to New Jersey. The biggest movie studio in New Jersey is going to be built over there. Really? So it's wow. going to be an area that's going to get transformed. And uh, so for as someone that doesn't, I mean, uh, I've only been there, I think, twice before, but again, to drink. Yeah. So it might get busier there because there's just a lot of gotcha. a lot of developing over there. But yeah. Yeah, check good news the there. The, the guy who owns it's like a, uh, I think he's a firefighter. Yeah, firefighter. Um, yeah. Just like a cool like community bar, but like yeah, for surprisingly good burgers. Awesome. Have you had Diesel and Duke? Yeah, Diesel yeah, and Duke. It's is another good. great yeah. smash burger spot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, aside from that, I just yeah, I'll check out Corkscrew because I haven't had too many in Jersey City. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this has been uh, a pleasure. So please, right now, tell the foodies out there where they can you know check you out, follow you. Yeah. Um, Instagram is probably the best spot at burger buff b u f f. Um, I announce all my pop-ups on there, uh, when the tickets go on sale, the locations, all that stuff. Um, Facebook, Nick Lepore, N-I-C-K-L-E-P-O-R-E. And I have a website, uh, theburgerbuff.com. So any of those works. You got some cool merch, so guys, Thank you. check it out <laughs> and, and, buy, and buy some. I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. Uh, well, uh, as, a, as a nice Italian boy, I know you'll appreciate this. This is something my Italian grandmother always says and when I was... You know, starting the podcast. I, I like podcasts that have a little wrap up something and uh, for something for the guest to say at the end. Uh, and so I was like, oh boy, what kind of what, what, what am I going to have him to say? Uh, and she would always say, "There's more to cut." And so that's just kind of something that I think encompasses. There's more out there in life, and then she was talking specifically about the plate of food that was getting in. Worry, there's more to cut. So if you wouldn't mind telling the foodies out there that there's more to cut. Yeah, thanks for having me, and there's more to cut. Awesome. Yummy, 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 I got love in my tummy, and I feel like I'm loving you. Love you such a 